continent of Africa and the vast African countries of the world. I was recently in Rwanda visiting the gorillas and Dendara, and I was amazed at the beauty, the landscape, the mountainous um, view of Africa. And, and I was wondering, I was thinking to myself, we sh- must consider why African countries are still falling behind and under development. And one of the conclusions, and I, and I only raise this because I, I really want feedback on this in the commentary section. You know, Africa must invest in science and technology because science and technology creates wealth. And what Africa must do this, it has to do this to achieve this new liberal liberation using this untapped natural wealth. It had so much untapped natural wealth, so much untapped natural human resource. It's an effective policy execution to create explosive wealth that bypasses these Western-led globalizations and create this national and continental technology hub. It has to be done. This is where this is what will reposition Africa for the future with advantage in the phenomenal of globalizations. I mean, Africa, I don't know how many of you have visited Africa, how many of you have seen it, but the secret that lies behind science and the prosperity of nations is simply but profound. Let me tell you, ideals matter. Debate matters. Human development matters. Science and technology is really critical. This is the most important secret of the wealth of the industrialized world. It is. And the constant pursuit of the economic and military advantage and superiority which which scientific invention and technology confer is an essential component. I mean, it's an essential component of a worldview that changes the realities on the ground. And so I say this out of respect and out of love and not out of ridicule because I've been there. I can talk firsthand. I've seen, I've just seen so much of it as I'm sure many of you who are commenting in the commentary section, Africa has fallen behind because it's people despite their historical abilities in science. And historically, they have the abilities in science. They have the abilities in technology. Have not done this in an organized manner. It has to be organized. It has to be systematic. It has to be synchronized. The more the Western world, and you know this from history, the more we were able to invent and innovate in the past 300 years, the more civilized we became. Technology, science, helps you become more civilized. It's true. And as Africa, in comparison, remained closer to nature and was dominated by this natural phenomena, the more primitive backward the continent seemed. It's just a fact. And we have got to move Africa into the Western science, which which means Western science led to the invention of gunpowder and other superior military weapons. It's science. I mean, weapons that outclass bows and arrows and spears. I mean, weaponry put the Western world at the apex of civilization. Combined with the development of shipping transportation, um, the West became sort of intrepid explorers 
of the world, and they develop a view of racial superiority, which is outrageous, which is ridiculous, which still permeates a part of the world today, which led to achieve military and economic conquest that resulted in this transatlantic slavery and colonialism. It's technology, it is science that has put Africa behind the rest of the world. Um, I mean, evil can come from science and technology, but it also can be prolific for the development of nations and countries. And I gotta tell you, the reason why I don't think the world has reached its true potential, and we're far from it, is because of the underdevelopment of Africa with its natural resources, its minerals, its oil reserves, its human capital. I mean, its history, its richness. I mean, it is being underutilized. And until we bring Africa into the world of technology and science, and it's happening in places like Nigeria, it's happening in places like South Africa, yes, but it's not enough. We must get them online in the age of technology, innovation, and of science. Remember, the first conjoining twins were separated in South Africa with leading African doctors leading the surgical procedure, which lasted almost a week. We cannot ignore the, the human capital that rests on the continent of Africa. And I know some people are afraid to say what I'm saying, but Africa is underdeveloped. And you must ask yourself why. If Africa becomes developed, it will surpass the United States, France, the EU, it will surpass them. They're mighty, and, and they're not living up to their potential. Do you ask the West to do it? Does, does Africa need to look within and develop itself in the area of science and technology so they can come online with real civilization and real advancement? You know, I was at Eastern Market recently, and this is something that rarely happens to me Obviously, someone recognized me and started going off. They were blowing their top. Now, there were people around, and you could not, they could, many of the people could not tell that the person was directing their anger towards me, a much older person, too. You know what? I'm human. You know, I said to myself, you know, I should deck this guy. This is what I was saying in my mind. I, I mean, because I mean, it was so irritating and so disrespectful. So what I did, I never made eye contact with him. He was with the woman, I assume it was his wife, and she was trying to pull him away. I never made eye contact with him. In fact, I never said one word. I went ahead and bought my favorite water, my favorite drinks, and then I got in my car and I exited. And when I was exiting, I realized they had given me a parking ticket for because you only have an hour that you can stay in the space to come in and have breakfast at Easter Market. And then I said, if that guy had not... And then I realized, and I was stewing, stewing all the way home, that I did not confront this person. And then later on in the day, I just I was hung out at the uh, Hershorn Museum in Washington D.C. And it took me a few hours later that I came to the realization when I was looking at the photography of art. Literally three hours later, maybe say I'm so glad I found the high road and I did not embrace that ignorance because you know it could have really gotten out of hand. And what do I bring this up? I saw the clip with Andrew Cuomo and his wife and his daughter and how he did not rise to the occasion when the guy said it not, he thought his name was Fredo, which he heard on the Rush Limbaugh show. Uh, and then Trump tweeted out this morning that he thought his name was also Fredo. I don't know why the president becomes so petty 
uh, and, and tweet us. Oh, I don't even know why the president does that. It's, it can be so, so simple sometimes. It just bothers me to see the president. I mean, he's the president of the United States. I, anyway, I don't want to get even caught up in President Donald Trump today because it just bothered me so much that he tweeted that out. But my point is, uh, I understand Chris Cuomo feeling insulted. I understand his reaction. But the F-bomb and the profanity-laced language with his nine-year-old daughter and his wife and other kids around, I just felt he could have been better. And I'm not just speaking, because somebody said you could, unless you walked in somebody's shoes. Let me tell you, I was in those shoes over the weekend, and that's why I bring the story up. And listen, even though I, I explained that it, it took hours later for me to, to just find myself the peace that I did the right thing. In that moment, a lot of things can trigger it. He may have felt embarrassed with his wife and daughter there. He probably wanted to just be left alone. And, and it obviously it was a setup. This guy was trying to get him, get a reaction because they were recording it and they wanted to sort of post this for it to go viral. And he has to realize he's a public figure. You cannot allow these people to bait you into these traps. You just gotta rise above. You gotta know who you are. You know you're not Fredo. You know, you know you're not some lesser than brother. I mean, you're Chris Cuomo. But to allow this 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 person with a hidden agenda to, uh, to just you using that foul language, I just think the language is much better than you are. But my, my point is, I don't. I, I'm just surprised that I'm talking about, it. and the reason why I bring it up. But you know, so we're, I'm not confronting with it as much. But it does happen. But I choose to say nothing. I choose not to acknowledge it. I choose not to give it any energy or any fuel. Let them just do what they're doing all by themselves, because they can't have anything to go viral. Anything to get you on the record where you're totally out of control unless you decide to participate in the conversation. And I think the lesson is you just should not participate in the conversation. You're better than that. This person is making a name for themselves at the expense of you, your wife, and your daughter. Uh, and I'm, I'm sorry. I felt, bad for, I felt bad for Chris Cuomo. And I was so proud of Sean Hannity who came out to his defense. I mean, it shows no matter what your political leanings are, Sean Hannity could see himself, and he probably faced it himself. No different than what was going on in the restaurants earlier last year with Sarah Huckabee Sanders and Ted Cruz when their meals were disrupted, and some people on the left thought it was funny, and they were applauding the people for doing so. I never applaud that nonsense on the right and left. There's just no place for it. But you know what? We're public figures. People are going to continue to do these things, but we should not allow them to go viral, to make their day by screaming out, um, giving them exactly what they're looking for, and especially reacting in a vulgar, lace commentary way. We're better than that. I'm Armstrong. Lewis.